Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Welcome to the podcast. One of the biggest costs in a business is acquiring leads and subsequently converting those leads into customers. Yet it's the one cost that most business owners tend to be very tight on in terms of the spend per lead or the spend per customer. And in my experience, having conducted over 3,000 business growth consultations now and uh, owning five uh, separate businesses uh, as I speak, uh, that's the one cost that you should not be tight about uh, because it's a game changer. It really can and will transform your business. Uh, and yet, when you ask people what's your cost per lead or your cost per acquisition of customer, uh, most people don't actually know the number. Uh, and those who do will give you a number and then they'll say, well, I'm trying to bring that number down so I can reduce the cost so I spend less on acquiring each lead and therefore I can spend less on acquiring each customer. Uh, and again, that's the wrong way to think about these things uh, because if you reduce the cost per lead, what this could mean is you'll get lower quality leads and you'll get less leads. Uh, and why would you want lower quality leads or why would you want less leads? Because if you're looking to build a strong, stable business, you want high quality leads and you want high quality customers. See, sometimes uh, business owners complain about their customers, about how bad they are and how much they moan and how much they groan and how they wish they had different customers. And I say, well, who took them on? You actually made a choice to take on those customers. So it's your fault, really, uh, for taking them on if they aren't the right type of fit. So going forward, if you want a different type of customer, then you're going to have to do things differently. And what you want to do, first of all, is work out the lifetime value of each customer. The lifetime value is basically how much a customer will spend with you for the time they stay with you. Uh, so this could be six months, a year, two years, four years, five years, depending on your type of business. Once you have that number, then you can work backwards and work out how much you're willing to pay to acquire a new customer. And that basically, in essence, is number crunching. Because once you know how much you're willing to pay for a customer, once you work out your margins and your lifetime value, if you're willing to pay more per customer than most of your competitors, guess what? You're more likely to get more customers than they are. Uh, with all other things being equal in terms of your salespeople and your sales conver conversion rates and your sales process and everything else that you do, customer service and operations, let's put all that to the side. Just hardcore spend. If, you, if you're willing to spend more, you'll get more customers. Uh, and this is where it gets really interesting, in my opinion. Quite a few years ago, I was in, involved with some research uh, with accountants. Uh, and through that research, there was a survey done uh, which asked clients or, cu or cu customers or clients, we call them clients in our, in our business, clients how likely they are to refer their accountant. And I think the number was something around 90% of the 
of clients said they would be willing to refer their accountant. A follow-on question from that was, how many times have you actually referred your accountant? Or have you actually referred your accountant? And about 8% or something like that said they had referred. A subsequent question was, why not? And the most common answer was, my accountant has never asked me for a referral. So if you don't ask, you don't get. And part of the reason there, I think, was that the clients thought the accountant doesn't want more customers. They're probably uh, as busy as they want to be. So if I give them another customer or client, they're not interested. Why bother them? So if you want, want more referrals, then you've got to ask for more referrals. And I'll tell you how I'm going to connect these leads and referrals together in a moment. And rather than just focusing on pure external lead generation, I would encourage and strongly recommend that you focus on getting more referrals from your existing customers or your clients or patients. And there are many benefits uh, to this. Uh, I'll just share a few with you. First one is you'll get better quality leads. Second, your good customers uh, are likely to refer people like themselves. So they'll refer other good leads and who can become good customers. Quite a bit of the selling has been done by the person who refers you. So the testimonial, the case study is that person who's referring you because they're saying this person is really great. I've been working with them for X number of years. They've looked after me really well. They're so well, in fact, uh, I know, like and trust them so much that I'm willing to endorse them and refer you to them. That's quite a bit of the selling already done. Number four, the lead is more likely to sign up. Uh, so you'll have a higher conversion rate. So if you're converting, let's say, two out of every 10 uh, prospects that you see, that's a 20% conversion, uh, I'd be very confident in saying you'll uh, probably convert four, five, uh, maybe even six of the ones that have been referred to you. Referrals, generally speaking, have the highest conversion rate because the selling's been done, the no like trust factor, the case study testimonial that I've already covered, all those things have already been done. So it makes it really easy for you to sign them up in comparison to trying to sign up a customer uh, from uh, other sources of lead generation. And they're more likely to sign up quicker. So the lag time between when you identify a prospect to when you sign them up, say that if that's nine months with a referral, it might be three months or four months. So you're signing up customers quicker, therefore you're improving your cash flow quicker and you're growing your business. So once you know your cost per lead, you can then spend that money on incentivizing your customers to give you leads. Why spend that on, say, Google, pay-per-click, AdWords, Facebook, elsewhere? I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things, by the way. Do do them, because I do them too. But why not spend that money or some of that money on incentivizing your customers uh, to give you referrals? Because we've covered some, or at least five of uh, the reasons of why that makes good sense. So why wouldn't you do more of that? And the kind of incentives you could offer could be vouchers, hamper, or hampers, other gifts. You could even send them unexpected gifts. That seems to work really well. So don't tell them you're going to give them a gift because uh, sometimes people don't feel easy or comfortable about referring if they know that the only reason they are referring is that they are going to get some money or a voucher or, or a gift. They don't want... They don't feel easy or happy about that. They just want to refer to you because they like you because you do a good 
job and the person that they're about to refer, they want to refer them into a safe pair of hands. Uh, so that could sometimes be a block. Uh, I mean, d- different things work for different people, uh, as you know. But you, So you could have something unexpected or you can have it up front and say, this is what you get. And of course, the more referrals they give you, the higher the value of uh, the gift that becomes. So somebody gives you a referral, you could give them, say, a £25 gift. If they give you five referrals uh, in a year, you could give them, uh, f- the first one could be the uh, £25, the second one could be £30, the third one could be £50, fourth one could be £75, and the fifth gift could be worth £100. So the more referrals they give you, the more uh, you give them in return. Another way of uh, getting referrals is if you can create a special report on a regular basis, a different one, of course, uh, you could give that to your customers and get them to pass those reports on to other contacts. That seems to work really well, and it's a softer way of getting referrals. The same would apply to a good quality newsletter. So if you produce one, you could give that to uh, your customers and get them to hand it out. Even better, you can ask your customers for two or three names of people that they know who would appreciate receiving uh, that uh, good, high-quality newsletter on a regular basis. Again, it makes it easier for them to give you names. Uh, And then you can add them to your list and start nurturing them. Something else which works incredibly well is you could have, let's say, a small dinner party where you invite six of your best customers and you can ask them to bring a contact each with them. What You need to be careful here because you need to try and qualify the person that they are going to bring. So you need to tell your customers the kind of person you want them to bring. Uh, but it's not that important uh, that uh, you, you're too specific because then it kind of becomes contrived, difficult. People might feel uneasy about it. If you're inviting six of your best customers, then it's likely that the kind of people they'll bring with them are going to be pretty similar to them. Uh, so you don't have that much to worry about. So you invite them to dinner. So you, now there's six customers, six uh, potential customers, prospects, leads, call them what you like. And you can sit down and have dinner together, have some good conversations. And you got six. And I, I wouldn't sit the prospect or the guest with the person who's come with them, get them to sit with somebody else. And that somebody else will obviously talk about your business at some point during the evening. And therefore, there's a second Uh, case study testimonial uh, raving fan advocate who says good things about your business and that helps you to build a good relationship other things which work well uh, are setting up networking events uh, especially for uh, these type of uh, leads you could take them out uh, for some hospitality to a cricket match or a football match or a rugby game or uh, something else which might be of interest to them if you have a niche focus that's even better because you'll find a certain psychographic and demographic and then you, you can then figure out what things they like and focus on those. So those are some of the things you, you could and you should do to get more referrals. And you see, you say, uh, if, you're spend, you, that, if you're spending that cost per lead on your uh, customers, you're showing them that you appreciate that their referrals, but you're also getting higher value referrals. So rather than thinking about how, how can I reduce the cost per lead, you think I'll keep the cost per lead the same but I'll try and get better quality leads uh, and I'd also encourage you to think about if your if your cost per lead is say £15 why not increase it to £25 if the margin is there then why not do that and then there's other things you can do when a customer signs up to make 
improve and increase the lifetime value, but I won't cover that today. But don't be tight with your cost per lead and your cost per acquisition. And I think it's so much better to spend more time trying to get referrals from existing customers than it is to generate leads through other channels. That's my preference. I've advocated that for many, many years uh, to my clients. It's always worked exceptionally well. I think you should consider doing the same. Keep me posted uh, in terms of how it works for you. Uh, and I'm always happy to hear from you. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.